If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful Erev Shabbos to all of you. Great to be with you again as usual. It's Erev Shabbos, the time to spend together is a time of learning for you and for me. We both study, uh, as we study, we both not only get knowledge, but we somehow connect with each other and try to pinpoint, highlight those elements of life which are important and need to be dealt with. The Parsha, of course, is Torah, and Torah teaches us how to live, how to understand life, how to understand ourselves, how to understand our purpose, how to understand our relationship with God, our relationship with ourselves, our relationship with others. Torah is there not merely to instruct, but to elevate, to somehow enable us to move to a higher level on a constant basis, to become a little bit better than we are on a daily basis. And this is why it's such a pleasure every year of Shabbos to spend some time together studying the Parsha, trying to see some of the highlights, some of the points of the Parsha that are relevant to our lives here today. Because Torah is eternal. Torah is not limited to a specific time or place. Torah is universal. Torah is beyond time and space. Ever since it was given to the Jewish people on Sinai, it traveled with the Jewish people throughout the entire world. The Jewish people are a wandering people coming from place to place, going to place to place. We all travel. We not only travel in terms of space as we understand it, we, tra- we travel in terms of time. We grow older chronologically. We move from childhood to teens to adulthood. We move. We not only move in time and space, we move in attitude and ideas and feelings. And this is why Torah has something to say to each and every one of us at each and every single stage of our journey in life, time and space and self-development. Nobody stands still. Nobody stays in one place. Life, by definition, indicates movement, indicates hopefully growth and development. And this is where Torah comes in to help us along that journey, to open the lights, to be the the guides, to be the signs that tell us which is the path that we should be walking down at this particular moment in time. And this is why, of course, each and every single week we have our Parsha. We have a Parsha that talks to us about elements of life that are important, that are relevant, that we have to understand, that we have to deal with. The Parsha is Emor, and Emor begins with the instruction to the elder priest, Kohanim, how to educate the younger. It's a Parsha that contains a great many things. It talks about, well, a significant portion of the Parsha is dedicated to a discussion of the various Jewish festivals, the various Jewish festivals that we celebrate throughout the year, the holy days, the days that bring meaning to time, and we begin to see how, in fact, this Parsha is able to talk at the beginning to the Kohanim how to raise, elevate, educate, direct their children, and at the same time, a seeming, well, part of the Parsha that has no relationship to that idea, the idea of the Jewish festivals, the Jewish Mo'adim. 
And at the end of the parsha, we come across a sad story about a man who blasphemes, a man who curses God, a man as a result of whatever happened in his life earlier on, tragically develops the consequences of something which causes him to behave in this terrible manner and to be punished in a terrible manner as well. It's a parsha when we look at it ab initio, when we look at it at the beginning, we will ask ourselves, what is the relationship between all these elements? In fact, what is the relationship between the beginning, the middle, the end of the Parsha? How does it all come together? And in fact, comes together not only in one Parsha, but is called by one name. Each and every single part of the Parsha has the emor dimension attached to it. And it's also a Shabbos which comes before an incredible week. Sunday, of course, is Pesach Sheni, the second Pesach, and we celebrate. We celebrate in some way. Some people eat some matzah, some people, but we have a significant reminder of what Pesach is all about. What's the second Pesach all about? Why is it there? Why is it necessary? And how does it connect to the Shabbos as well? And of course, on Thursday, it's Lagba Omer. Many of us will be dancing around the huge, beautiful bonfires that are traditionally kindled on Lagba Omer, a time of great festivity, a time that we celebrate the end of the plague that affected the students of Rabbi Akiva. We commemorate the Yurtzeit of Rabbi Shimon Bar Yochai, the great scholar, the great Torah scholar, the one who gave us insight into the mystical dimensions of Torah. It's a time of great festivity. And this Shabbos, of course, preceding these two wonderful days, has to contain within it elements that talk to us about these two special days, the second Pesach and Lagba Omer. And we have to find some sort of connection in terms of how this brings us into the Parsha, and the Parsha makes us understand these holy days as well. As I said before, the Parsha is Emor. It's an instruction, an instruction to the priest, the elder priest, to educate the younger priests with regard to the laws of Tumah and Tahara, being in a state of, well, ritual, imperfection, ritual, uncleanliness to a certain degree. And I use that word with a certain amount of hesitation because when we use the word unclean, we think about it in physical terms sometimes, in moral terms, but we don't really understand what Tumah is. Tumah is not, God forbid, a physical uncleanliness. It is some sort of blockage of the spiritual energy that should flow into our lives and it doesn't enable us to live the type of life that we have to. A Kohen who becomes Tomei cannot enter into the holy areas. He certainly cannot serve in the temple. And we wonder why is it that the elder Kohanim have to teach the younger Kohanim, the younger priests, about this law. Because after all, we're talking about young children. There is plenty of time for them to learn these things prior to their entering into the priesthood and becoming ministers within the temple of God. Why is it necessary for the elders to talk to the young ones? When we talk about the young ones, young ones in age, young ones in knowledge, young ones in attitude, why is it necessary for them to talk to them precisely about the 
concept of Tumah, of impurity, of ritual impurity. What is it all about and why is that all important? And how does it really relate to us? After all, we, most of us, are not Kohanim. And therefore, why is it necessary for us to be told something so significant and so central and so important when in actual fact it affects the lives of a minority within the Jewish community? And furthermore, how do we understand this relationship between the elders and the young ones? We don't talk about parents and children. We don't talk about teachers and students. We talk about the gedolim, the older ones, and the ketanim, the younger ones. Why do we use this definition of distinction between these two categories? We don't speak about parents who have a parental responsibility of raising their children in a particular way, or teachers who have an educational responsibility of bringing their students to a level of understanding based upon certain principles and ideas. Why do our sages use the words gedolim, the older ones and the younger ones? In other words, talking about a distinction that seems to be chronological, and yet it's not only chronological, it's not only a distance between the elder and the younger, it's two different communities, two different groups. One is able to give the other something of importance, and upon reflection, the other, in response, is able to give someone and something to the elder ones as well. We'll take a look at all of that after the break. This is the Parsha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Emma, we're talking about the responsibility of the older Kohanim, the older priests in relationship to the younger ones. We're talking about a Parsha that speaks about the festivals of the Jewish people. We're trying to understand the relationship between those two concepts, those two ideas. But before that, listen to this, and listen to this carefully. Chai FM is many things to many people. Chai FM is your source of the latest news from the Middle East. Chai FM is your platform for learning. Chai FM is your companion. And Chai FM is your connection to a greater community. For 10 years, Chai FM has brought you award-winning radio. And now we are asking you to partner with us on Lagba Omer, Thursday the 23rd of May, for the Chai FM Feed Our Fire Radiothon, where you can help us keep on bringing you everything that keeps us a great radio station. Call, pledge, challenge. The call center number is 010-140-4090. I repeat, 010-140-4090, Chai FM, unprescribed, unscripted, uncensored. Remember, the 23rd of May, this coming Thursday, get involved, participate, and contribute beautifully to keep Chai FM going stronger and stronger. We're talking about Amor. We're talking about the idea of the elders having to, I use the word educate reservedly, but to somehow share with the youngers important concepts that they will keep for the rest of their lives, that they will enable them, empower them to be the type of priest that can serve in the house of God, the type of priest that can lead the Jewish people in terms of the various holy services that took place in the Bet HaMikdash, in the Mishkan, in the holy temple 
temple and the holy tabernacle. The idea of bringing people to an awareness of this state is something which each and every one of us has to understand, the ability to know that we can be a lot better, a lot greater than we think we are. We are able, as a result of the input that we are given, to somehow rise to a level where we can become individuals who are able to serve in the highest place on God's earth, the holy temple, which represents God's home, God's dwelling, and to be those ministers, to be those individuals that carry the prayers of the Jewish people, the offerings, the sacrifices, the holy service of the Jewish people before the holy throne of God himself. How do we do this? How do we accomplish this? And this is why we have to listen carefully to the words of the Pasuk, to the words of the Parsha that says, Emor, talk to the Jewish people, talk to the children, talk to the priests, talk to them in a particular sort of way and more and again it says and we ask Rashi asks the question rhetorically how come the Torah repeats itself and he says it doesn't say that the elders should teach the younger ones it doesn't say that the elders should direct the younger ones that's the way we translate it because of lack of language means a sense of zihirut there's a sense of urgency about this, and also Zihirut comes from the word Zahar, which means brilliant, radiance, something which shines with an incredible fire, with an incredible passion, with an incredible sense of beauty and flame. This is what Lahazir really means. Lahazir is not only to teach. Lahazir means to somehow communicate to those who are listening to you and to communicate in a way that brings out the inner strength, the inner fire, the inner beauty that they possess. Can you imagine a diamond dealer sitting and looking at a at a bunch of, well, rough stones, rough diamonds? They don't look very well. But yet he is able, as a result of his expertise, to see magnificent gems contained with each one. And he knows with the proper cutting, with the proper sawing, with the proper polishing, he will somehow bring out that inner fire that is contained within that precious stone, within that precious gem. Can you imagine a teacher standing in front of the class and he sees not 25 people, young or old, but he sees 25 potential individuals who have tremendous opportunity, who have tremendous strength, who have the capacity for fire, for passion, for greatness, for illumination, to bring about a state of radiance. Can you imagine what kind of teacher that would be? He's not only imparting information, he's not only sharing knowledge, he's not only giving them facts and figures, what he is doing is telling them, Dig deeply within yourselves and somehow bring out that incredible eternal potential energy and strength that you possess. Of course it comes through teaching. It comes through sharing information and knowledge. Of course it comes through the type of communication that is necessary in order for one to be a good teacher and for one to be a good student as well. But the point is, it's not the information per se. That's the vehicle. That's the method through which and by which the teacher is able to somehow excite the individual to bring out the best for within themselves. And not only that, you sometimes see a student who isn't doing as much as he should and perhaps behaving in a way which is not as perfect as it should be. 
You don't become dismayed. You don't think about discipline only. You look at that as a potential giant, an individual who has incredible opportunity and strength. And this is what you bring out. And this is what emor means. Emor is we speak to the elder priests to somehow speak to the younger ones and say, and say to them with a tremendous sense of understanding and inner awareness, understand who you are. You have a incredible potential. One day you will stand and serve in the temple of God. One day you will be in the holiest place and you will have the opportunity of doing something which few other people have. You will have the opportunity of bringing out this magical, mystical, powerful potential that you possess and this is the way you have to do it and this is lahazir lahazir doesn't only mean share information or teach or direct or elevate or raise it means illuminate bring out that zahar that fire that brilliance that each and every one of them possesses and of course this comes about as a result of the type of communication that the elder has for the younger it has to come with love it has to come with understanding it has to come with a sense of sharing and responsibility. It has to come with a sense of common coexistence that both of us are here. Both of us have to give and take and share and bring about this state of perfection within each and every one of you. It's a type of relationship that indicates a tremendous sense of responsibility. Yes, of course, we often speak about parental responsibility, and that's very important. A parent has to see within each and every one of their children children, this tremendous, tremendous opportunity for growth and perfection. A teacher has to see that within pupils. But this goes beyond that. It's the other dimension of parenthood. It's the other dimension of teaching and education. It's the other dimension of somehow sharing with somebody a soul element that enables one to communicate with the other and bring out that incredible passion and fire and love and joy and purpose and tremendous sense of dedication. This is what Emor is. This is what Rashi tells us. Lahaz here. Tell the elders that somehow there has to be this brilliant and it has to be Zahirut. There is a state of urgency because every single Moment counts. What one can do today, one should do today. One push, one shouldn't push it off till tomorrow. One is able to bring out good things each and every single day. And time is so precious. Time is so dear. It's something which cannot be replaced. It's something which moves past us, through us, by us, rather quickly. And this is why there is a sense of urgency. You are an elder. You are sharing with a younger. Use every single moment. Teach them to understand the value of the moment. Teach them to understand the value of time. Teach them to understand the value of being. Life is precious, and life primarily is defined by time. This is what we speak about. We speak about as we live the many years that God, please God, gives us. And this is what has to be the type of communication, the type of emor. It's not talking. It's not speaking. It's not communicating. In fact, it's difficult to find the proper term to express this type of relationship other than emor via marta 
tell them with a tremendous sense of urgency that there is a brilliance, a radiance, a holiness, a light that is within you. Bring that light to the fore. And when we understand that concept, when we understand that type of relationship, when we understand that the elders have to have this tremendous sense of responsibility for those who are younger, not to allow them to grow without direction and purpose and insight and recognition of that which they potentially possess. It's not only, again, giving information or sharing data. It's the ability of taking this incredible, incredible sense of depth and self and to teach to communicate to the younger you possess something that no one else possesses you possess a unique gift you possess a unique ability to do something which is extraordinary you are able to do something can you imagine the type of person that you will be raising and the type of children, students, youngers that you will be raising. And this comes about as a result of the incredible type of communication, Emor, that the elders have a sense of duty to share with those who are younger. And this is why when we move across to the other part of the Parsha, which speaks about the Jewish festivals, this idea is there as well, because it's not only somehow infusing individual with a sense of purpose that they possess incredible strength, incredible opportunity, and incredible potential. But each and every single moment, each and every single element of time also possesses that. Time can be ordinary. Time can run by. Or we can somehow take a moment and give that moment a tremendous character and bring out, bring out the incredible inner dimension of each and every single moment. A moment is not only a passing element of time, past, present, and future. A moment is a gift. A moment is a diamond. A moment is a gem. And what we do with that moment, what we do with that moment is incredible. How we treat that moment, how we nurture that moment, how we address that moment, we bring out from within that moment a tremendous sense of greatness, indeed, a tremendous sense of holiness. And there are two types of holy days within the Jewish tradition. There is Shabbat. And Shabbat, of course, is a day that God sanctified, the seventh day of creation, and since that seventh day, each and every single seventh day is automatically a day of holiness, a day defined by God, ordained by God as a day of holiness. But when it comes to the Moadim, it comes to the festivals, it is dependent upon individuals, those who have seen the new moon, and can testify through their communication, through their ability to speak, to testify before the Sanhedrin, before the great court, that they have seen the new moon, and therefore Rish Chodesh is established, and the day of the festival is established. It comes about as a result of the efforts of the human, of the individual, who somehow has the ability of recognizing the value of the moment, and as a result of that testimony, as a result of that communication, as a result of that, they have taken a day and given it a sense of purpose and holiness, something to be celebrated, Jewish people, throughout our entire history. More of that soon. This is the Parsha HaShavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM.
We're talking about Emor, how to somehow bring out the best of every single individual to recognize their inner dimension, their inner self, and to teach them, to share with them how they're able to express that similarly with time, festivals, to recognize the potential, the inner dimension of each and every single moment. And through the testimony of the witnesses, we are able to declare Rosh Chodesh and therefore to declare what day the festivals will take place. But before that, listen to this. Pick and pay Norward. Hyper has these special pocket-saving sweet deals just for you. Fries, meat-free, and bry-style sausages only at twenty-five ninety-nine per kilo. Pick and pay kosher chicken flatties assorted a very low sixty-nine ninety-nine per kilo. Pick and pay kosher regular classic cola two liters for just nine ninety-nine each. And pick and pay frozen petite hake fillet is only sixty-nine ninety-nine per kilo. Catch these and many more specials in store. These specials are exclusive to Pick and Pay Norwood Hyper, and only while stocks last. Pick and Pay Hyper Norwood, the best place to shop when you buy a lot. We're talking about the idea of Emor to somehow relate to others, to relate to time with this significant and powerful dimension, recognizing potential, seeing the inner dimension, and to see the essence of each and every single thing, time, space, humans, and to bring out the best within each one. And this is the idea of Pesach Sheni that we're going to celebrate on Sunday. Pesach Sheni reminds us that despite the fact that in the past you were in a condition that you couldn't do what had to be done in order to bring the Pesach, the Paschal sacrifice offering, and you couldn't fulfill the particular mitzvah on Pesach, don't think that all is lost. There is a second chance. There is always a second chance. Because when you are talking about the essential dimension of something, you're talking about something which is eternal, everlasting. It doesn't come and go. It's not here and gone. When you realize essence, when you realize the center of something, when you realize that particular point that defines it all, you begin to understand and realize this thing lasts forever and therefore even though externally on the external expression of that dimension I wasn't perfect the previous month but I still have that essential dimension and therefore I'm able to relate and to fulfill my duties in a way that I should and this is what Pesach Sheni is all about it's a second chance a second chance doesn't merely mean a second chance a second chance means Pesach Sheni talks to us about something which is eternal and this is why on Sunday we should do something to remember Pesach by as I said before the tradition the Minhag is that we eat a bit of matzah with one of the meals but to say something to think about yes each and every single opportunity as it represents and presents we have to understand that it lasts forever and it's something which is eternal and this is why there's always a second chance and similarly with the idea of Lagba Omer on the one hand again the idea of communication comes into play the students of Rabbi Akiva didn't communicate with each other with the necessary type of respect that they did and this is why a plague broke out they didn't relate to each other with the essential type of relationship that is required it was superficial and because it was superficial it resulted in something which was unacceptable and inappropriate and this is why when we come to Lagba Omer and the plague stop we realize that now we are able to communicate again in a way that allows us to reach out to someone else with a tremendous 
this sense of correctness, respect, love, concern, and to bring out the best. And therefore, in bringing out the best in others, we bring out the best in ourselves as well. And the second dimension of uh, Lagba Omer, the day that we commemorate the Yerzeit of Rajbi, Rav Shimon Bar Yochai, who authored the Zohar. The Zohar, of course, as mentioned earlier on, the book of brilliance that enables us to see the mystical dimension, the inner truth of things. And this is something which is so important when we look at words, when we look at ideas, we can often think that that's all they are. But when we have the incredible insight of Kabbalah, when we have the incredible insight of those individuals who are able to see the essential truth of something, and they shared that with us today, these things are available to each and every one of us. This is something that we celebrate with a tremendous sense of joy. And as we come to the end of the Parsha, we come across the individual who blasphemes, who curses, who uses his words incorrectly. And we are told it's because his mother didn't watch out for him properly. She too, she wasn't a bad person, but she tended to gossip a bit. And because of the inability to control communication, it remains something which is superficial and something which is completely superficial becomes negative and destructive. And this is why her child behaved in a way that caused this terrible punishment to be brought on him because he used his words incorrectly. He cursed the God instead of blessing God. This is what this parish is all about. This is what this week is all about. This is the idea of Emor Ve'omarta Lahazir, to understand the sense of urgency. Every single moment counts. Every single opportunity is a world unto itself. Every single situation is infinite and eternal. Each and every single condition of life and all of creation has this incredible dimension of purpose, of brilliance, of light, of fire, of passion. And we are obligated to draw that out within ourselves, within others, the elders and the youngers, the elders within ourselves. We possess elder elements and younger elements within ourselves, dimensions that we have worked through, dimensions that still need attention as far as we are concerned. We speak about recognizing that in time as well. The Jewish festivals that come about as a result of the testimony of witnesses on Rosh Chodesh, we understand how to bring out the holiness of each and every single moment and therefore we establish certain days as holy days based upon our efforts the human effort recognizing the essence and brilliance of time and of course as I said before this coming week the two special days of Pesach Sheni the second Pesach and Lagba Omer and I end again by talking about Emor and Emor is the art of communication, and this is what Chai FM is really all about, to communicate, to share, to bring across the radio waves and airwaves bits of information that are important in our lives so that we should understand who and what we are, a sense of community and a sense of sharing as well. When you're in shul tomorrow, listen to the Parsha carefully. Each and every single word contains a universe of information. Each and every single word contains all sorts of elements of great, great potential. Listen to the instruction that is given to the Kohanim. Listen to the idea of recognizing the importance of time through Moadim and somehow feel for that individual who at the end of the Parsha behaves rather badly. Understand that there is something we can do and there's something that we should do. We have to understand the art of Emor. 
through emor we are able to change ourselves to change others to change the world and make it a better and greater place good Shabbos.